Hello again, everyone. It is time for another episode of the Community Connection Show, the show that brings you positive stories and encouraging news as we interview top leaders in every sector of the community. And now, here is your host, national speaker and best-selling author, Ryan Sowers. Hello again, everybody, and welcome to another Community Connections with Ryan Sowers. Super excited to have my friend and my colleague, Mitch Leff. He's the owner and president of Leff & Associates with us today. And of course, Mitch, as I'm opening the show, you know I'd get a phone call. That's just the way it rolls, right? But, man, <laughs> but, man, but Mitch, welcome to the show, my friend. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks for having me, Ryan. You know, you, you know and that's what I appreciate, the laughter, because, uh, you know, we'll be talking about it today. Business, whatever it is. But the moment I forgot airplane mode, you know what happens the moment you forget, right? That's how it goes. That's it. But mid-shot, yeah, for those and people... I just, I just, as I said, I just turned my ringer off just so, uh, yep. just so well, people don't bug me. I'm going to turn off all my email, too. There we that's go. What I'm, that's what I'm going to do. You know, this is a real show, folks, because <laughs> Mitch, Mitch and I are... Oh, yeah. So what my phone, that was a, I don't know what phone that was something. Maybe it was a watch. I don't know. And, you know, technology. Right. But um, well, Mitch, you know, we've got listeners and viewers from you know Atlanta and all over the place. But uh, I've had the benefit of being on your show. You've been on the radio show. But tell us a little bit about yourself, you know, how you got here, what you do. Sure. So we are a uh, an independent public relations agency, and I've been doing PR in Atlanta for 30 plus years now, I think is if I run the numbers, about 15 years with big agencies here in town. I was with Kona Wolf and Edelman, uh, GCI group. And then I got I got, I got uh, recruited over to Turner Broadcasting and did PR for their entertainment, not their, well, their entertainment in their education division for a couple of years and uh, worked a lot of it on, with all the different Turner networks. CNN, TNT, Turner Classic Movies, uh, what was then Turner South, the Cartoon Network, and uh, had a great time there. But in 2003, I decided to start my own agency, Laughing Associates, and uh, we're in year 18 now. So I, I think it's I think it's going okay so far. Yeah, man. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna give it another 10 years or so until I'm sure it's gonna work out. Right. That's right. Well, you know, it's funny, Mitch, as we were talking last time, I finally finished my doctoral classes. So I'm dialed into my dissertation and you should be very, very proud of yourself and your team because funny enough, small businesses, which are 99.9% .9 of all of them in America, 500 or less people, most of them, you know, a good bit smaller than that, don't even make it to the five-year point. Uh, so this is minutia you wouldn't get elsewhere. That's the value of the show, right? So Right. That, that's true. That's true. I mean, there, there is a you know, most don't make it past five years. Most don't. I mean, the number that make it to a, a second generation, if it's a family-owned business yeah. or even smaller, and, a, and the numbers that go like three or four generations are minuscule, exactly. uh, you know, under under family ownership. But, you know, we, we specialize in, you know, kind of generally what's called public relations, but it's media relations, it's crisis communications, it's media training. So we work with clients across our, a wide spectrum. So we'll do, we do business services, we'll do nonprofits, we'll do companies in, in education, uh, in sports marketing. We've done a lot of work with the Olympics and uh, related you know, NFL, Super Bowls, that kind of thing. Uh, and it's really about finding the best way, the best channels, and the best tactics to communicate what their messages are. Uh, and we always kind of go in there and start with, who are you? 
who do you want to be? Because so many, so many companies, when we, when we come into it and start with them, we said, what, what's your key message? So we really help them kind of really think through that. Who are you? And, you know, we call it the, the elevator pitch back, mm-hmm. back in, back in the days when we rode elevators. Right. You know, we would, <laughs> right. We would say, you know, if you if you get in the lobby, get in the elevator in the lobby with someone and, and you don't know whether they're going to the second floor, the fifth floor, the 12th floor, you got to figure you got 10 or 15 seconds just to answer that. Hey, what are you up to lately? What are you, what are you working on? Exactly. And, uh, and you really need to be able to do that. I mean, we have, we've, we've done this kind of training for forever, for 25 years with clients where we will ask them that open-ended question. And 15 minutes later, they stop talking. I know, right? And well, I'll say, know, that's great, but you got to do that in 30 seconds. You got to do it in 30 seconds. It's funny you say that. I just, you know, so in that, you know, one of my books was uh, pulling in like the why factor. And I said, what I suggest, it's like ping pong. Like if you said, Mitch, Ryan, what are you doing? Like, I'm in the business of helping other people. And you're like, well, you may not even really care, but you've now asked a question on the elevator to go, are you like a pastor or like, well, no, but I do in the work on the sales and marketing field to help people. Like, well, like, are you an agency? But you pull them in. Right. right. And, and a right. lot of times, but to your point, 99 out of a hundred times I watch people go and, and they, they either can't answer the question or it just keeps going on and going, okay, no elevators that long. <laughs> you might be looking right. for a train ride or something, but uh, you know, anyway, yeah. that's just spot on. Well, and a, and a key part of communications is, is not just speaking, but listening So you don't necessarily want to be the person who's talking for 15 minutes and not give the person you're talking to a chance to, to respond at all. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, let's talk about this time. I mean, you've been, we've been in a, a pandemic, which is a crisis. Uh, you know, we, we talked to you and I talked before here about, you know, partnerships and networking, you know, what are some of the things you advise people to do, especially during this last, I guess we're almost at 14 months, you know, it's, um, what have you done or recommend to your clients, people to do to stay connected, you know, and with your network or your customers or whatever? Well, the, the opportunities really to, to network and partner are still there. They're just a bit more challenging. You know, you can't go to bars and shake hands and hug <laughs> people and, and, and drink with them physically, but you can, do Zoom meetings and go to meetings and Microsoft Teams and all of those kinds of things. It's a matter of being creative and figuring out what works for your group. Uh, you know, I've been really trying to help people who are not as well networked, to, who are used to relying on that in kind of networking to to use technology tools to to network a little better. We have a group of independent PR people in in uh, Metro Atlanta and, and around the state, and we work together a lot and we collaborate, but I'd started a, a Facebook group a couple of months ago and uh, we do a lot of back and forth on the Facebook group talking about new business leads and best practices and people have you know, hey, questions about, you know, I need a graphics person, I, don't, I need a lawyer, I need my clients having this problem. So we, we have that back and forth. Uh, but then we started a, a weekly Zoom lunch meeting. So every Thursday at noon, I turn on the Zoom and whoever wants to have lunch with me will have lunch. And sometimes it's two or three people. Sometimes it's 10 people. And we just talk about whatever the group wants to talk about. Sometimes it's new business. Sometimes it's new new media outlet that has popped up in town, whatever the subject is. Or we just talk about nothing related to work at all. It's a way to kind of escape a little bit too. Uh, but it's important to 
to kind of make time for those kinds of things. It's very easy to be so busy that you don't make time for the right, right the network. That's really yeah. important. Well, you mentioned, you know, I know you talked about, but it's something I'm going to actually do later today um, is exercise, you know, or, or create time to, like you said, purposeful time. I'm not sure, I guess, if you're a business owner and you've been working, you know, more remotely or whatever, it, it's almost tempting to work more than you ever have before, you know? Well, absolutely. Especially, especially when the lines between your office and your home are not existent. Now, if you, if you work from, even if you have a home-based office, that's separate from the rest of the house. That's one thing. But a lot of people are working in their bedrooms or their dining room tables or their kitchens or on the couch. <laughs> right. Yeah. You know, it's, it, you know, it, so, so when, when does work stop? Right. If you, if you're on your, on your phone or your laptop, then the emails never stop. The work theoretically never stops. So you've got to set, you got to set boundaries and you got to set a schedule. You got to say, I'm going to start work at, you know, eight thirty every morning, and I'm going to be done at five thirty. Right. And and yeah, maybe some some days you have to work later, and you got to do some work in the evenings. That's that's fine. That happens. But don't you don't want to make it a working eighteen hours a day every day, seven right. days a week kind of thing. I think Mitch, uh, my wife, is going to uh, want you to just uh, keep talking in my ear about that because she's like, "What are you doing?" It's, it's so tempting recently to try to get one more thing done, one more thing done, and yeah, no, it's it's, it's important because we got a lot of leaders and 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 business owners that listen to the show and realizing we're all in this together. We got a network, we got a partner together, but but we also got to balance all parts of our life. Yeah, uh, you know, the exercise part I think is really important. I mean, a lot of people, myself included are not comfortable going to gyms right now for, for health reasons. But, you know, I've been trying, you know, I try to walk every day, you know, a couple of miles, at least in the morning and or the afternoon, if I can, if I can do it and weather permitting. Uh, I do have a, like a, a treadmill here in my office complex that I can, that I can do like a walking meeting sometimes. I'm not, I'm not going to do it right now. <laughs> okay, good. But it, I, I can set it on just, I'm not running. I'm just walking. So I'll set it on like one or two. Okay. So I'm just I'm just moving and I got a little thing I can put my laptop there and I can I can type and whatnot. So you don't you don't break you don't you don't work up a sweat, but you're getting out of your chair and you're moving. Right. And and the other thing I, I just got see I can't I wanted to, you can't see it from here. I got a, one of those big exercise balls. Yeah. So you know, an hour or so a day, I, I get out of this chair and and sit on the exercise ball. So it 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 forces it's it's a different use of muscles. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, it, it costs like, and they range from twenty bucks and up to to get these exercise balls. And you got to you know make sure it fits your desk right. But it's another way to kind of get yourself moving a little bit, and because otherwise you're just kind of lounging in your chair, and it's not necessarily the best use of of your your muscles and you know keeping yourself uh, keeping yourself fit. Well, I mean, I'm looking at all these things behind you. you got Mitch's media match. You've got less of, uh, less of Atlanta media, all this stuff. But, you know, you've given me like three tips, having lunch with people through Zoom, sitting organically, whatever is organically correct, because I'm sitting straight right now, but the tendency is that. <laughs> so I'm doing it for right. this. And what was, you know, you, you've given me so many tips. You might have to have Mitch's tip hotline. <laughs> I mean, you know, I'm, I'm, Mitch's hot PR, tip of the day. Yeah. PR, right? PR and, health, and, and health and wellness, right? That's what I'm thinking. You know, you've got a community, like, here's a little thing. I mean, you got all, you got the Facebook group. You got all kinds of things going on. I mean, you, so that's why people got to do business with your firm because, you know, at the heart of all of this stuff is creativity and, and passion for it. And, um, 
that's cool. But no, I agree with you. You know, if my watch tells me one more time when I'm in a area, I can't move. I don't have, you know, your progress is really depressing today. I'm like, I, I know I've sat on a chair all day, but you yeah, know, it's, it's, it's time to get up. It's time up. to get a breathe. You know, it tells you to right, breathe, right. but um, you know, I like something we were talking about before. Uh, and I really relate to this about we, every summer of the pandemic and before, you know, back what, 12 years ago, we were talking about the great recession. We had nine 11 before it. uncertainty, you know, uncertainty, you know, and this is a community connected show with all kinds of leaders and, and people listening to it, but to a certain degree, yes, we were in a pandemic hundred percent, but aren't business owners to a certain degree, always a little bit in a state of uncertainty. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, if, if you're running your own business, you're always in that either mild to severe state of uncertainty. Uh, I mean, you've got, uh, you know, I, when I started my business, my first year, we picked up some clients. And then at the end of the first year, I had this uncertainty as to whether the clients were going to renew for the second year. And then every year, there's a little bit of, are they going to renew next year? So I started kind of staggering the renewal dates, right? Mm-hmm. So they don't all renew on December 31st. So you'll have you know, some renew in the spring, some are in the summer. Yeah. You know, so, so there's that. And, and diversifying. So, I mean, I, at one point I had one client that was 75% of my business. Exactly. And that was great, but it scared the crap out of me. <laughs> right. Because I knew that if that client went away, I was, I was going to be like, I was going to be hungry. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So uncertainty should be part of your business plan. You know, you should always be thinking, you know, what happens if, you know, what happens if this client goes away, do I have something else in the pipeline to replace it with? So, uh, so the only times in, in 20 years running my own business that I've really struggled is when, strangely enough, I was so busy that I didn't have new business in the pipeline. Right. And then I lost, then I lost two or three clients. And all of a sudden I was, I was scrambling to keep up. So I, w- I always try to keep two or three prospects in the, in the pipeline. Right. Uh, and some of them are, are long-term, some are, might be short-term, some might be projects, but always kind of be thinking, you know, do I have a couple of prospects in the pipeline in case something happens? And and know know that you know, don't be a, afraid of the uncertainty. You kind of you know accept it. You know, right. and plan for it. Uh, there's a line in that movie Armageddon where the, the one of the crazy astronauts goes, "Embrace the chaos." Embrace the chaos. That's what I was thinking. Embrace yeah. the embrace the chaos. Um, it's not necessarily chaos, but you know, embrace the fact that you know, you're not in a perfect world. And, and honestly, even if you work for, for someone else from another company, there's always that uncertainty of, am I going to get laid off? Yep. Uh, am I, I going to get transferred to El Paso where I don't, yeah. where my, I don't, I don't live in El Paso? Not love El Paso, but you know, my family <laughs> is in Atlanta. I'm going to get myself in trouble now. People yeah. In El Paso. Yeah. That's right. But I get, I'm going to get, tw- I'm going to be on El Paso Twitter. Hate. Yeah. We're, we're, we uh, love El Paso. Hashtag love El Paso. That's what we need. That's we what we love meant El Paso. Say. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I love El Paso. I, I, I'm going to El Paso as soon as this, as soon as I, I can travel there. That's Me too. Going. Maybe we'll go on a train and we'll we'll okay. practice okay. Ele- we we'll, we'll practice elevator speeches. That's right. Yeah, that's what, that's that's what right. we'll do. Right. But but no, I I agree with you. I think that um, you know you know one thing I want to switch gears to is um, you know home based working. You know using technology with Zoom. I asked an earlier guest, uh, Mitch, about this. I said, you know, there's some meetings that. In my career, you and I probably have done 8 million meetings just like you have. But there's sometimes I love face-to-face stuff, but there's other times you can knock out something with the virtual meeting that I think we may have discovered through this pandemic. Do you agree? 
Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I, I have, um, I've had a lot of clients over the years that wanted to meet, you know, weekly or monthly or every other week. And, and that's important. You know, you want to be in front of your clients, but sometimes it took longer to get to the meeting <laughs> right. than the meeting actually right. took. So you, know, you drive half an hour, meeting takes 20 minutes and you drive half an hour back. So, you know, productivity wise, that's not necessarily the most productive use of your time. Uh, so you got to kind of figure out, okay, do, do I need to do that? And, but, but I think I've had several clients who've kind of realized how much that is saving them and, and us in terms of in terms of time. I mean, I had a client, this is probably going back almost 15 years. And I was I was meeting with them two or three times a week and they were in Midtown. And I said to them, you know, we need to set up like video camera technology or something so we can cut down on my travel time. And I, and I figured it out. I said, I can save you $10,000 a year in my in professional time if we do this. And the guy, I was like, wow, I, I had no idea that, that was not, you know, that necessarily wasting time. But I had no, I had no idea that there was that much unproductive time in, in travel. And people will try to, you know, they'll try to throw in phone calls in the car or something like that. But that's not always the, the most effective or the safest thing to do either. Right. Well, you know, it's true, though. I mean, in Atlanta, you know, for my Atlanta based clients, I mean, quite frankly, you know, now we're limited if you're, you know, in any metropolitan big city that's listening to the show. But, you know, if it's much before 10 and much after about 2, 230, you know, when your meeting ends, you're going to be sitting in even a longer traffic for a meeting that probably took 30 or 40 minutes. So, right. yeah, right. I, I, I think some of the boards and, and, and councils I serve on, you know, they always had this mandatory attendance, maybe it's on a weeknight, whatever. But I think, my gut guess is I think there'll be some hybrid models where, where, you know, there might be, um, you know, some in person, some online. So uh, mentioned, I was thinking in Atlanta with um, traffic, you know, if you're almost crazy, if you, uh, or any other big city, if you can, if you have a meeting much before begins much before 10 or much after two, two 30, you're going to be even sitting longer than we discussed earlier. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I, and I make it a practice is 99% of the time not to ske schedule any meetings before 9.30 or any <laughs> meetings that, that end after four. Exactly, exactly. And that's so, yeah. I'm, I'm fudging a little bit on that because some of mine go longer than that. But uh, yeah, you've, you've been in this city and other big ones, this, you'll spend a lot of time. But let's talk about as we kind of come to uh, a close, you know, um, what about, what are the best, what's the best piece of advice you've been given since this pandemic started? Best piece of advice. Um, I mean, is it networking with people? Is it, uh, I mean, keeping your ideas? I like you, you gave me three ideas earlier, but I mean, it's. Yeah, I, I think, and then we talked about networking a bit, but I think the, the most important thing, I think, is to think about where you are on the other side of this. And yeah. back in March, we thought the other side of this was going to be August or September. Now it's, we're a little bit, you know, but there is going to be another side to this. So you need to be, looking at clients, talking to your prospects, even if people aren't going to hire you today, they might hire you six months from now. And if you can build relationships now when you've got the time and they've got the time to talk, that's going to pan out for you down the road. So have the long view. Uh, you know, think about, okay, can I, can I touch someone? Can I give someone a basic overview proposal, capabilities presentation, you know, you can do it by Zoom. You know, say, I, I, I'm going to take 10 minutes, tell you a little something about me. I know you probably can't hire me right now because business is crappy. But, you know, when 
people are vaccinated, when everybody goes back to work, your business is going to pick up again. And that's exactly. when you're going to, you're going to want to plan a place at that point to market yourself. I always tell people, you know, the one thing that people don't think about in their, in their doing their business plans is they don't put PR and marketing in their business plan. They'll put in, hey, I need to pay for electricity, I need to pay salaries, I need to produce my products, but they don't put in budget for marketing. Yep. And if no if no one knows about your product or service, <laughs> then no then no one's gonna buy it. Exactly. So you, you've got to work that into your into your business plan. And whether you give it a, a budget line of you know five hundred dollars or fifty thousand dollars, you need to think about how much can I spend on this and, and maybe you you tear it up and say in the first quarter I'm gonna spend more and then you know spend a little bit less as we uh, as we get uh, as we get more established, but you've got to have that in there. And, and people get scared about PR marketing. They don't know what it costs. Yeah, no, Mitch, you're spot on. And uh, I think I think that's the thing. We, we've all got to be thinking ahead. We always got to be doing this in business, but our pipeline is our future. While we're working on our current clients, we've got to be thinking of new things. And like you said, ready for a seat at the table to talk about things, even though it's maybe not today. I agree with you 100%. Um, and lastly, you know, people, to your point, don't seemingly ever see, they see marketing as some kind of PR, some kind of expense. And I'm like, well, to your point, if people don't know you're there or you're branding to keep your name out there and say, we're good at what we do, but we want to keep this front of mind. Well, then you're not even in the game. And so that's a constant battle, but um, the the smart business people get it. They know that the other people think some magically they're going to put a few things on social media and is like a magician that doesn't work that way. That doesn't work that way. Well, Mitch, I, I would uh, want to make sure, cause you do. Yeah. I, I get your newsletter. Uh, I really enjoy it. You connect people, you have sources behind you, your Mitch's media match. You've got, uh, you know, I was reading the other day, I'm sure. Well, once we get this show out, you'll, you'll share that with some of our colleagues, but, um, but the best way to reach you is, is it LEFF associates.com? Yeah, it's Mitch at leftassociates.com. Okay. Uh, and I'm on Twitter, Mitch Left PR. I'm on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram. I make myself really, really easy to find. You seem like you know a PR guy. Uh, I, I, yeah, it's funny. People will tell me, I sometimes, every once in a while, someone will say, well, I, I, I couldn't find your number. I said, How? You really didn't, you really didn't <laughs> try. You really didn't try very hard. You know, you know, when I say to that, Mitch, I say, you know, there's this great new thing called you got a good G-O-O-G-L-E and you just type it in. They're like and they're sitting there and they're like trying to G-O-O. I'm like, OK, you didn't get the joke. But yes, you're you're very findable, very helpful, Mitch. And uh, I appreciate our friendship and, and having you uh, here on the Community Connection Show today. Very good. I appreciate it. Appreciate talking to you, Ryan. Absolutely. Well, I'm going to close this out. Folks, you've been uh, listening to Community Connections with Ryan Sauer, special guest. Mitch Leff, leffassociates.com or Mitch at leffassociates.com. Mitch, again, thank you for your time, my friend. Absolutely. All right. Thanks again. And we'll see you soon on another Community Connection Show. This has been the Community Connection Show with Ryan Sowers. Stay on the lookout for new or past shows with community leaders wherever you listen to your podcasts. And if you want to see the video interview of any show, visit communityconnectionstv.com. Thanks for tuning in, everyone, and we will see you next time.